And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds in one accord to draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, for us, we don't swear by, we commit to. But we should never commit to something with half a heart. In our text today, the people trying to honor God make a commitment to God. This principle is woven throughout the scriptures. If we commit something to him, he desires us to honor that commitment. Next, there can be divinely directed loss in our lives. Oh, no. There can be penalties for sinful behavior, bad behavior. What? Does that mean we're not saved? No, but it does mean that we can self-sabotage our fruitful walk and through that avenue forfeit some blessings. That's dumb, so let's try and not do that. And then finally, there is a time for everything, a time to dance and a time to mourn. As the Holy Spirit guides us, there are times where we need to tremble before the holiness and awesomeness of the Lord. When dealing with the Lord in something serious, our reflection and reaction should be appropriate to the situation. After all, he is God. Let's let that sink in. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Wow. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve. So much more. Hey, 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 hey. We're asking you, what do you think? You think, well, how many people were there asking that question? Quite a few, if you, if you really want to know. Quite a few. Here's what you can do. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David, not King David, just David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You, you can text us, not tell us who you are. You can stay just in that very quiet place if it's comfortable for you, or you can tell us who you are, whatever you're comfortable with. And then, as well, you can call us. Well, how is that possible? It's because we're in the studio. It's only been, what, six weeks of uh, on and off with the surgery, right? Here, I have a comment. I, I want to write a letter about my happiness about the surgery. Ready? I was going to write a letter, but I couldn't spell. Okay. Uh, also, you can call us 972-445-0770. 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you get Captain Chris, and then you know you're sailing in the right direction. Here is the key. You might have an opinion, a thought, a comment. You might have something you want to share. You might have something the Lord has been working on in your life that you think, I I really want to share and talk this out with people. You might have an answer to Bible trivia. What kind of Bible trivia, Dave? I'm glad you asked. Here's your Bible trivia question. There you go. 
we get ready. When Jacob thought that Laban had given him his daughter Rachel to marry, which of Laban's daughter had in fact been given to him? Hmm. When Jacob thought that Laban had given his daughter Rachel to marry him, which of Laban's daughter had in fact been given to him? Who was what was her name? What was going on with that? If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to reach out to us at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email to the website David at he must increase.org. Let's see if there's anything else. Keep in mind, show it's not professional radio. Just think of two cans. <laughs> string if you just think of it that way you'll go oh yeah that that's 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 a good one uh additionally l has a comment by the way on this is it which 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 daughter you know what he wrote the ugly one <laughs> this is this is our audience people <laughs> don't blame me i didn't write it ask that guy i didn't uh keep in mind it's not professional radio it's just radio so uh never forget that uh, it's uh, pretty much open for everything and anything. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family, if you catch that drift. Okay, uh, let's see. We got that. We got that. Is there anything else we need to cover? All right, so you can answer that trivia question. So he, uh, poor poor guy. I mean, you got to think of this, of that poor guy. So Jacob thought he was, uh, uh, he was marrying Rachel. Wrong. Who did he end up marrying because of Laban? Uh, I don't think highly of Layman if you're kind of trying to figure that out. Uh, just not not one of my fav- not one of my favorite characters. You want to know why he wasn't one of my favorite characters? One of the real reasons why the guy used religious context to manipulate. I don't like that. I just tell you to your face, we're nutty. What else do you want to know? Okay. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to go back to Ezra. We're at the close of Ezra, so there's a couple things I want to hit on. If you want to call him while we're doing that, you can. I think we covered everything. Did we cover everything? Yeah, it looks like it. All right. Uh, the ugly one. <laughs> it's got nothing to say. All right, here we go. Uh, this is Ezra chapter 10, uh, verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So Ezra stood up and demanded that the leaders of the priests and the Levites and all the people of Israel swear that they do uh, as Shechaneh had said and that they swore a solemn oath. Then Ezra left the front of the temple of God and went to the room uh, and spent the night there, but he did not eat any food or drink. He was still in mourning because of the unfaithfulness of the returned exiles. Then a proclamation made throughout Jacob and Jerusalem that all, ret- all returned exiles should come to Jerusalem. So what happened, so that you can kind of follow the sequence, is Israel had made this agreement with God. Uh, initially, they were going to follow your, his laws. We're going to do everything you say, Lord. We're going to do it. It's just like me in surgery. Let me give you a perfect example. <clears throat> Dave, we had to cut your leg open and reattach the quad muscle to your uh, kneecap. We had to drill two holes in there, and because of that, we had to put an anchor in there and then pull these four muscles over to the kneecap so it would attach. So we're going to ask you, in order for things to just really go well with you this first time here, just to not do too much. Okay, Do the things you're supposed to do and not more than you're supposed to do. Okay, you got that? Yes, sir, I certainly do. I absolutely understand what you're telling me. Forward two weeks later, Dave going in to see the surgeon after the first two weeks and the surgeon looking at Dave and looking at the knee and going, you see that lump you have above your knee? Yes, sir. 
That shouldn't be there. That's only there because you did what you were not supposed to do. So I don't know if I'm going to do another surgery on you, Dave, because I don't know if you can get it together. No, please do another surgery, please. And this time I'll do it right. That's what's going on. Okay, does that make it as clear as can be? You getting that? They go through a second second thing, and it's like, you got to make true. You got to make this good. You got to do the right thing. And and as dumb as it sounds like me doing that, that's what the whole nation did with God. They're like, well, we really believe God's like, if you didn't blow it, you wouldn't have this. this. You're right. Well, we got to do this different. God's like, you're right. Better do it different because I'm only giving you so many opportunities here. And so they made a covenant. So I want to talk about that because I don't want you to get caught up in legalisms and other things like that. Uh, a lot of churches require a certain element of covenant uh, material, and it's not that it's bad to make an agreement, but keep in mind that God doesn't want you swearing by heaven or by earth or anything else. Just just say yes, say no, do your best to make it yes, to do your best and make it no. You don't have to go overboard. I swear by all of my children. You don't have any children. I swear by that guy's children. You just don't have to do that kind of stuff. But making a commitment— a covenant, an agreement with God is important. And what you do is when you say to him, I'm going to, this is what you did when you said yes to Jesus. I'm going to follow you wherever you lead me. I'm going to do what you want. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to glorify your name. You remember when you first got saved and you, you, you made that prayer and you gave that prayer of submission? That was a covenant you made with God. That was an agreement you made. You got to stick with it. You, that's what you told him you were going to do. A lot of you go, oh, well, he knows I was just kidding. No, he saved you, and you said it. You know it was real. You're just trying to get out of it. Stop it. And 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 honor it. Don't be a legalist. That's why I, I hesitate on certain covenants that people make at churches. It's like, nah, it's a, it's a dangerous place to go. But when you tell God you're going to do something, you do it. This is what I'm going to do. If you say to the Lord, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fast for a week on this because of this, you do your best to, uh, to do that and do it right before God. You won't not be saved because you blow it, but don't, don't make some kind of commitment to God and be half-hearted about it. That's not cool either, okay? Because then you're just lying to yourself since God who lives in the future as well as the present already knows whether you're going to do it or not. The only person you're lying to is you. Why? Why? I mean, why? Don't do that. Okay. Make a commitment for the Lord. Honor it. Do your best. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm really gonna commit to spending, you know, 15 minutes a day uh, talking to you and spending time in your Word. Well, if you made that commitment, keep that commitment. In fact, that's a good commitment to keep. It's not even a big one. 15 minutes a day is what? One, maybe five less commercials and 10 minutes less text on a show. You can do it. You see what I'm saying? But but don't get legalistic about it, but don't make commitments half-heartedly. That's what they were being challenged on, and that's what God doesn't put up with. Okay? All right. Uh, the answer for the trivia question was Leia. He didn't get he didn't get the one he wanted. He got it. Leia, uh, the other sister. Let's just leave that there. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Our words 
will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion, that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, if, function in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5.19. Uh, sing and make music in, the, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian? For everything. And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Dave, you mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. Uh, do you want to play the little, the little boat sound thing? What do we got, the horn? Okay, play the horn. What do we got, the horn? Is it there? Okay, true or false? <clears throat> so it's gotta, guys, got to forgive my throat because of all the different medicines they have, man. True or false? Jacob tricked his father into giving him his blessings by allowing him to feel his smooth skin. True or false? True or false? Jacob tricked his father into giving him his blessings by allowing him to feel his smooth skin. 
There you go. The horn has been played. You are on your own there. In the meantime, you know what I have here? <laughs> Humor. <laughs> you like that? Got a couple of jokes here. Uh, some of you will like these. Some of you won't. It is not a requirement to like the jokes to listen to the show. However, <clears throat> if you're going to turn it off, you'll have to guess as to when I'll be done with him. So, ha, there you go. What size was the lumber that was made to build the ark? What size was the lumber that was made to build the ark? Two by two. Get it? <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, how would you? Uh, we won't do that one. Uh, what's a Christian's favorite card game? Eucharist. Eucharist. The euchre. Euchre. Oh dear God, no! Okay. How do pastors like their orange juice? Juice. Juice. <laughs> how do pastors like their orange juice? With pulpit. <laughs> ah, waka waka. <laughs> When preparing the Feast of Weeks, what did some disciples wonder? How much is it going to Pentecost? Pentecost. There you go. All right. Let's see, Let's see if there's anything. Uh, that's bad. That's bad. That bad. That's bad. How did Jacob cheer on his grandson? You, the man, <laughs> You, the man. Oh, that's not that good either. All right. This one we've told before. I like this one. I know people don't like it. I just think it's funny. Where was Solomon's temple located? That's just a classic. On the side of his head. I mean, that's just, come on. <laughs> on the side of his head. People are like going, is Jerusalem something? It's like on the side of his head. Okay. All right, so we still have our trivia question. That's right. Nothing has changed. He thought something good was going to come out of all that. Ha! You're wrong. Uh, true or false, Jacob tricked his father into giving him his blessing by allowing him to feel his smooth skin. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. This is going to be one of the toughest things I've taught on in a long time. I'm telling you that because let me explain to you. When somebody's teaching, you know, we're just following where the scripture takes us. I'm not going to get, I don't have a choice. Because whenever you're doing uh, like an expository or even a short, like narrative expository, you just go where it, you're, you're taken. Okay. Uh, and some of those are just wonderful places. I mean, it's wonderful to get to, hey, I'm at Romans 8 28. Woohoo. Right. Or I'm at Ephesians 5 20 or 1 Thessalonians 5 18 or 1 Corinthians 2 14. There's great places you want to go. And then sometimes you just have to deal with what the passage tells you, uh, and and you you might think, well, that's not very encouraging. Well, I know, but that's what the scripture tells us, and we got to embrace it all, right? So before we do that, we do have somebody who's calling in, or they think they're going to answer the, the trivia question. Ooh! All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. Mary was so kind. She called me the other day just to see how I was doing. She's so sweet. How are you, Mary? Pretty good. Pretty good today. Okay. Well, I'm in the studio, so when you called on on Friday and uh, Captain Chris didn't answer, you know it's because we were doing that recording. So here you go. This is your opportunity to shine. We give you this question. <laughs> here you go. True or false, Jacob tricked his father into giving him his blessing by allowing him to feel his smooth skin. 
False. You are correct. That's right. <laughs> instead, instead, his uh, mother put um, uh, some of his brother's uh, clothing on him and put put the um, goat's hair or whatever hair it was on his arms. That so his is arms right. Were so hairy. <laughs> That's right. His mother put the roughage hair on him so that the father would be deceived. Excellent yes. job. Good job, Mary. Yes. You were wise, and that was a good one right there. And it's great to hear your voice. Well, thank you. It's good to hear yours, too. And um, I'll be listening, and I'll be calling you sometime later. Okay, Mary. God bless you. Okay. Okay. All righty. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Did you guys love that? That's see, that's that's see what that is. That's Christian community. I pray for our little radio, you know, which is a small audience. It's not like it's, you know, it's like there's hundreds of that. No, there's not. But it's cool because it's genuine Christian community. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Okay, let's go back to the text, Ezra chapter 10, verse 7. Then a proclamation was made throughout Judah and Jerusalem and all the returned exiles that they should come to Jerusalem. Those who failed to come within three days would, if they people decided to, forfeit all their property and be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within three days, all the people of Judah and Jerusalem had gathered together in Jerusalem. Okay, so you think what are you going to pull out of that? Well, there's an opportunity that the Lord will bless and protect you, and there and that, that never changes. God will always protect you. I mean, he's like a father. So a father watches over for his kid when his kid does something dumb. And we count on that and rely on the Lord for that. But if the Lord gives you something very specific to do and you don't do it, and you don't do it by defiance. You put yourself in a position of not receiving the fullness of his blessings. Nobody's putting you there. You're doing that. When you and I make a conscious—listen to what I just said—a conscious, not a conscience, a conscious decision not to obey, there is no reason for you to anticipate, well, God will still bless you no matter what because he doesn't really care if you sin. Yes, he does. He cares very much if you if you sin, because when you sin, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that's being applied to that sin, and he, and he cares very much about that. And taking advantage, or what we would call greasy grace, a lot, thinking you can just do whatever you want and God will just forgive you, that's actually, it's called licentiousness. That kind of mentality is forbidden in the Scripture. And so what the elders tell the people of Israel is, get everybody here, we're going to have a meeting between us and God, and if you don't come, you forfeit being in the assembly. The response to that is this, get there. Okay. In other words, the attitude is, oh, that doesn't seem very nice. Well, that's just too bad because if you're not there, you're going to lose your property and you're going to be out of the assembly. Now, when you illustrate that to today and how that applies to today, it comes much more towards you and the Lord. If the Lord asks you to do something, you do it. You respond to him. You yield to him. You surrender him. You submit to him. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. He only flees because you're submitted to God. That doesn't give you permission or license because he's so gracious to challenge him in his holiness. It doesn't give you permission to sin your brains out and then say, well, I sinned like crazy. 
crazy Monday through Saturday, so I'll come back on Sunday and just get clean again. See, that's an affront to God because you're taking advantage. And by the way, if you don't think God knows you're taking advantage, you've lost your mind. You just think people can tell you're taking advantage. How about God who lives inside you? It's like, yeah. I've done that. I've done that. And I've done things where I'm like, well, this is the situation, so I'll take advantage of it. And I've had the Lord go, you don't have permission to do that. Well, I can always ask for forgiveness. You know what the Lord's response is, don't you? Yeah, and I can always discipline. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's my point in bringing that to you, okay? Is that the best text that I want to teach on all the time? No. But is it there? Yes. And you should know this, that you willfully sinning, challenging God. Now, when I say willfully sinning, I'll just help you out. Uh, You know how you struggle with your besetting sin? What's your besetting sin? The sin you're thinking about right now that you struggle with, that one, that one that you're thinking? I don't know what it is, but you do, and so does God. There's no justification. You don't justify it. You bring it before the Lord. You own it. And you surrender it, and you ask for help for it. You don't celebrate your sinfulness. That's the thing I think that people do. And so what what they have is the children of Israel were told, look, we're trying to get the community right. We're trying to live before the Lord in a right and righteous way. And in doing that, everybody needs to assemble, and we need to make a covenant together with God, and we need everybody to be a part of it. We can't leave any part out. Everybody's got to be there. And I liken that personally to some part of your life that you leave out. So, for example, what part of your life is not surrendered to the Lord? That's the part that doesn't show up for the meeting. Get that? Doesn't that, does that make sense? It's just like, that's the part where you're like, well, I'm not going to bring that part of me in. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes, you are. Because he wants all of you. See, the Lord doesn't ask for much. He wants all of it. <laughs> just think of it in those terms. Because you want to know why? Because he gave you all of it. That's why. You think, wow, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of more, a lot more cool things that we're going to be teaching out of Ezra, but Ezra's tough. You're not there. You lose it. You come. Everybody get together before the Lord. And they did. All of them did, which means you can do it as well. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Smith Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Take a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. 
Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake. It's their fault. There's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself. You have chosen wisely. (laughs) So guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment. Because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table. And somehow fell on the the carpet and spread everywhere. And by golly, I wasn't going to take the blame for it. Because that would be taking personal responsibility. Well, I'm not taking personal responsibility. After all, that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> And it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our next trivia question. In the meantime, we had one of our texters uh, send a joke, and I'm going to read it. It's just too good. Just like, so they sent it. You can share it if you want, they said, so that means I get to do it. Uh, it's just a cute little joke, very funny. It says this, when it is my time to go to the Lord, I hope I pass peacefully in my sleep like my old Uncle Ed and not like those other people riding in his car. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Uh, that's one of the best jokes we've had texted in yet. <laughs> that is pretty funny, people. Come on. Not like the other people riding his car. Okay, here's our trivia question. Uh, what did Jacob's sons become the founders of? What did Jacob's sons, listen to the question, what did Jacob's sons Become the founders of, if you think you know the answer, there's a couple ways to reach out to us. The first way to get in touch with us is you can call in 972-445-0770. You do that, Captain Chris will answer the phone. You'll be sailing in the right direction. That's 972 it's like a two, but it starts with a D. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. You can email david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org, which also leads us to our website, a place that you can give, a place you can get encouraging video and audio. We are going to be doing a revamping to the whole website. 
probably didn't know that, you guys, but I'm just telling you now. In the meantime, it's also a place where people can give. You can give whatever amounts on your heart. I don't if the Lord puts and if he tells you not, don't. You gotta be able to pray for us. Because we're brothers and sisters in the Lord, so that we would expect. But go check out he must increase.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie. So the trivia question What did Jacob's sons become the founders of? Got a lot of texts coming in. They are all correct. So I'm very, very, very impressed. Again, if you want to reach out to us via phone, 972-445-0770, because I'm not in my house looking out my window watching my neighbor cut his yard while we're doing this. Yeah, the first time I ever did from home a year ago when we had the COVID initial thing happen, and I was sitting there, and we were just not used to the whole process. I had to do the show from the house and uh, didn't even think about it, and my neighbor just pulled out his, his <laughs> lawnmower, I mean, 10 feet from my window and started... I was like, I should probably tell him not to do that at this particular time. <laughs> I'll just forget how uh, ill-prepared we were. Anyhow, uh, let's go back to the – before we get to the text, I should say, we do have our history. So we want to do history real quick. So let's go ahead and play our history music. Let's go All right, got a little bit of history for you. Today is Cook Something Bold Day. Have you ever cooked anything bold? Do you have any idea what they're even talking about? Like something bold. Is that like something you've never had? What do you think? Does that sound normal? Chili, maybe? Chili? That would be bold for me. If I cook something other than a pizza that's been ordered, that would be bold. But chili, that's a good one right there. Cook Something Bold Day. Because don't cook your regular stuff. Cook Something Bold <clears throat> it should say put something bold that people can toss out, but uh, it's not what it says. Uh, this will absolutely blow your mind. <laughs> think you know everything, right? Uh-huh. This is Dunce Day. So when I first read that, I thought, well, somebody's going to get mad about that. But it turns out in 1308, oh, yeah, no, there's a whole story behind this. Duns Scotus of Duns. Ready? Duns, Scotus of Dun, Scotland, was a medieval scholar. Perceptions of his views ranged from brilliant to less than complimentary. Dun Scotus believed that the cone-shaped hats increased the learning potential. He believed knowledge would flow from the point of the cap down into the head of the wearer, making that person smarter. Hence, you have the dunce hat. Does it work? I don't know. I've just, <laughs> I mean, I've worn yarmulkes. I just don't know. <laughs> I've never won. I've never purposely or knowingly won a, wore a dunce hat, but I did not know it had a whole background. It's got like a history to it. Duns, Scottish of Duns in Scotland. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know what you'll do with that information? Nothing. But it's funny. Uh, on this day, also, the X-ray was invented. Thought I'd share that with you. There's two other things, and then we'll let them go. Uh, by the way, it was Wilhelm Rant Rantgen. Wilhelm Rantgen, who invented the X-ray in 1895. This one, I think, is worthwhile. 1910, the bug zapper was invented. 
First insect electrocution device is patented by William F. Frost of Spokane, Washington. And in 1966, on this day, the first person to win the MVP for both Major League Baseball for uh, and the, the National League and the American League is Frank Robinson. First person to ever do it. So there you go. See, we have tons of information. Is it useful? Eh. <laughs> but it's fun. Okay. Let's go back to the text. Within three days, all the people of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem. This took place on December 19th, and all the people were sitting in the square before the temple. They were trembling both because of the seriousness of the matter and because it was raining. Then Ezra the priest stood and said to them, You have sinned, for you have married pagan women. Uh... You have married pagan women. Now we are even more deeply under condemnation than we were before. So the reason that I bring this up and it's part of the text, it's important to understand that they were in a solemn occasion. So you think, well, what, what, how does that apply to us? And it actually does apply to us. There are times where you can come before the Lord, and I want to make sure you understand this, and it doesn't matter what anybody's ever— <laughs> I don't care what any preachers told you. This is just the, the framework of Scripture. There are times where you come before the Lord. It's a relationship. I don't know if you know this or not, but in relationships, either even if you have a really strict dad, there's times where you come in and you get to smile. Right? There's times where you come uh, to your dad, and it's uh, good. There's times where you come in before your dad. It's serious. Other times it's very solemn. All of those are part of the human experience. None of those are wrong. It's not wrong for somebody to come dancing into the presence of the Lord. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the dancing during the, during the service just because it's uh, distracting for me. But I don't think it's wrong for somebody to dance before the Lord. I don't. I, don't, I would never say that. And there are times you could, but there are other times, and I'm one of those people that come before the Lord. If you haven't figured it out, I don't talk to God like that. I don't go, oh, thou most holiest who has the golden locks upon thy head with thy golden staff and thy wondrous throne. I don't do that very often. That's not how I pray. Uh, why? Well, that's not how God made me. I don't pray that way. Okay? But there are times when I come before the Lord and I know because through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the process of my devotions, through reading the Word, through the moment, through reading the room, so to speak, I know the Lord has something more solemn going on. I act appropriately. When the Lord's rebuking me, I don't sit there and make a joke with him. When I'm just hanging out with the Lord, I tell him everything I can come up with, <laughs> every joke that's possible. You think, well, why do you do that? I love God. He's my, he's my dad. He's my best friend. I think it's now you. I know people are just, they think it's so disrespectful. Some of my in laws don't like it. I go, I, I go, hey, that was a great sunset. It's like to me, that's funny. Like, that's a great sunset. Like, God was like making the sunset for me. <laughs> it's funny. He knows I'm kidding, right? But he also knows when I come before him and I humble myself and I say, I'm just, I just need help. It's all of that, too. 
in this occasion that Israel was going through, the entire nation was repenting. I, I would wish this would happen on our country. Just simply, I, I could care less what area you'd like to pick. There's about 30 of them that the country needs to repent in, not the least of which is the promotion of dead babies. I mean, I just can't understand why that's you know such a great business and everybody's promoting that. But go beyond my beyond that process. There, I hope our whole nation comes before the Lord and is solemn about it and repents. There's a time for that. And this was their time. This was a time for Israel to get it together. So you can know in 13 years, Nehemiah is coming into this text, okay, into this situation. So God is going to answer them, but it was because they were earnest and sincere in humbling themselves before the Lord. And the Lord's going to send uh, Nehemiah in, and Nehemiah is going to blow it open, do a great job. They're going to be much more responsive, do a better job of following. Uh, it's going to be a little less sin, a little bit more like, hey, get it together. Let's, let's get on the ball. Let's do this right. Let's protect our territory and start watching after what we have. That's cool. God responded to them. But in this moment, it was a very solemn occasion. And they approach the Lord that way. And there are times where you should come into your devotions super thankful that he's dad, super thankful that he loves you, super thankful that you can say daddy. And there's other times that you should say sir, because that's right. It's your circumstance, your situation. I'm not telling you how to do it every time. I'm just saying there's a right time and a right way. You don't always have to address God like he's the one that sent you away to military school. Okay. <laughs> but you can't uh, address him like he's a jokester all the time either, right? So you got to there's a balance in your relationship. And if you don't think that's important, you're wrong. God created you with all those different aspects in you. God has that. He has. He, you don't think he has humor? You've never read Acts chapter 12 in your life. I mean, there's nothing funnier than Peter knocking on the door, and then they're all like going, it's Peter, and they're arguing, no, it's not, yes, it is, no, it's not, no, it's not, and he's still knocking on the door, and they're afraid, he's afraid that he's going to get captured, and they're having an argument inside the other room, and Peter's Bible says, and Peter kept on knocking, knock, 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 hello, hello, let me in, let me, if you don't get it, you don't get it, I can't help you, read more. All right, so uh, trivia, trivia question: What were they in charge of, or the twelve, the the guys, the 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 children of Jacob. They were the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, that's what they were in charge of. His 12 sons were the 12 tribes. There you go. I would take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience. Only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? These are church signs. Now, some of these are okay, but some of these are funny. So, uh, and, and we let uh, Terrific T be the ultimate uh, decision maker. Here it is. There's uh, 10 signs. We'll do them real fast. The first one, free trip. This on a church. Free trip to heaven. Details inside. Okay. Not bad, right? 
All right, here's the next one. Try our Sundays. They're better than Baskin Robbins. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, this is funny because you got to hear it as I do it. Searching for a new look? Have your faith lifted here. Instead <laughs> of face lifted? Come on. All right. Uh, as an ad for a church uh, with a picture of somebody holding two stone tablets where the Ten Commandments are, and it says, for fast, fast, fast relief, take two tablets. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, the restaurant next to the church put out a big sign says, open Sundays. Uh, that's not a good one. Just skip that one altogether. Uh, having, okay. Having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come on in and hear. <laughs> Uh, come in and pray today. Beat the Christmas rush. Always <laughs> <laughs> well, going Christmas. All right. Uh, this was on a sign in front of a church. Sign broken. Message inside this Sunday. <laughs> They're saying the sign is broken. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, come work for the Lord. The work is hard. The hours are long, and the pay is low. But the retirement benefits are out of this world. Okay, not bad, not bad. And uh, finally, if you're headed in the wrong direction, God allows U-turns. <laughs> U-turns. Hey, 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 hey. Not bad, right? That's all right, right? It's pretty good. A little funnier than the clown ones. Yeah, <laughs> very funnier than clown ones. A little funnier than the clown ones. I have to think that Try Our Sundays are better than Baskin Robbins. That's a good one. <laughs> That's what I Okay. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's man, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here's your final trivia question for the day. What type of stew did Esau sell his birthright for? What? Now, if somebody says Dinty Moore, we're going to have a problem. What type of stew did Esau sell his birthright for? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I do apologize that my voice is kind of in and out. It's just a little bit of the medicine. Can't do much about it, so... Probably sounds a little better than the phone, I would think, doesn't it? And this is Dave, and I mind the phone. Right? See, that would be hard. Okay. Well, it might not have sound that bad, but that's <laughs> how I perceive it, right? I'm just one of those people that think of those things. Uh, we're going to finish up this last text. A couple things I do want to tell you. So um, be patient. Tomorrow, by the way, at 245, is it 245? We have the SMU basketball. So one of the things that KAAM, that's KAAM, uh, does is they do the SMU basketball recordings. They do it for the men, the women, so on and so forth. So this show will be over by 245. So we're going to lose about 15 minutes. They're always really good about it, and they tell us in advance. So nothing nothing bad with any of that. That's all good, and we support that. We support uh, all the colleges that they're uh, connected to. We support KAAM, and we support the 770 AM and I. I think Don is a fantastic owner. He's been super kind to me and put up with me. That's pretty good. 
just put that with me. You got to get some kind of trophy. I'm not going to give him one because I have to pay radio rent. But somebody ought to. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> some kind of trophy. We used to have those little trophies that are about three inches tall. You know, greatest this, greatest this. Uh, maybe I'll find one for him. Greatest radio owner. Okay. Uh, that's that. So 245 and then whenever it happens, I don't know all the forthcoming ones. And I don't actually want them to tell me because then it gives me way too much of advance notice. They usually tell me uh, a little bit. Uh, up front. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you're putting SMU in front of God. <laughs> uh, only you, brother. <laughs> the ugly one. I'm never going to forget that. That's so funny. Anyway, so we support that and want you guys to support them in that. And we might do – I don't know if we'll do ticket giveaways this year or not. We'll have to wait and see. We, we don't know how that uh, – we gave tickets away one time, but then people didn't show up. It's like, eh, that's not great. All right. All right, so we did that last trivia question, by the way, is what type of stew did Esau sell his birthright for? Again, the only answer you cannot give is Dinty Moore. Okay? All right. Uh, here we go at the end of Ezra. Here's what Ezra had to say. Ezra the priest stood and said to them, You have sinned, for you have married pagan women. Now we are even more deeply under condemnation than we were before. Confess your sin to the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do what he demands. Separate yourself from the people of the land and from these pagan women. Now, in this text, there is a key given to you and me that can break the, the shadowy power of sin that exists in your life. Let's, let, let me give you uh, let me explain that. Jesus Christ died on the cross. When he died on the cross, he paid the penalty for your sin. That's justification. What that means is the penalty of your sin has been covered. Next to the penalty of sin is the power of sin and then the presence of sin. The presence of sin will be eradicated when we're in glory with Jesus Christ. That's what we call glorification. So you have justification, you have glorification. Justification means you're, you're free from the penalty. Glorification means you're free from all sin. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more this, no more that. Everything's great. It's awesome. Everything's fantastic. In between justification and glorification is this one called sanctification. Sanctification is God setting you apart for his purposes, and this is the one that hurts. Okay? So you're trying to figure it out. Justification doesn't hurt. It hurt Jesus. But it doesn't hurt you. You've been justified. Your, your penalty of your sin has been paid. Glorification is fantastic because you're in heaven. Yeah, what do you care? No, I'm in heaven. I don't care. But sanctification is when God takes his two-by-four and smacks you across the head and says, I would like you to resemble Jesus a little more. Whack, whack, whack. And then you go, oh, yeah, okay. And then you start walking a little bit more the way the Lord wants you to. The way that you function in sanctification is not to fight God. I cannot come up with a dumber idea than fighting God, period. In fact, it is exactly what King Saul did when, when Samuel confronted him. And, and, and here was Saul's 21st century response. What? What are you talking about? I didn't do that. Okay, get that? All right. Whereas David, King David's 21st century response is, yeah, you're right. I did that. Okay, see that difference? Okay. So one of the ways that you and I access to the sanctification process to make it proper is you confess it. You don't fight it. You don't deny it. Okay? 
I had a situation one time where somebody confronted me, and I was embarrassed. You ever been embarrassed? And at first I'm like, no, 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 right? And then I'm like, yes, because it was wrong, and I'd done it wrong, and I should just own it, and I just have to admit it, and I just have to eat it, and you want to eat the pie fast and be humble about it. You just want to be honest about it. And that confession allows the process to work or enables the process to work properly. When you do something wrong, the Lord, he's not going to abandon you. He's going to challenge you. And when you own it, you grow up a little bit. Is that going to change how you, whether you're saved or not? No, if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, and three days later he rose again, and your faith is active, you are saved. Okay? By that, I mean you don't believe that once and then stick it in an envelope and put it in your uh, closet and nobody ever hears from it again. That's not real faith. That's just that's an add-on. That doesn't count. But if your faith is genuine and active and you really believe that God provided sacrifice for you through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, you're saved. In that process of being saved, God is making you reflect Jesus more and more. And part of that process, that sanctification process, is you, on your part, owning the sin. You already have power over sin. That was already established because the old you died. In other words, your power is there. But the the practicality is you need to confess it and yield it before the Lord. And when you confess it, and then you do what he requires you to do, that sin loses its power. Now notice that we are freed from the penalty of sin. We are being freed from the power of sin, and we will eventually be freed from the presence of sin. That's justification, sanctification, glorification. And why that's important is when you're reading the Scripture, when it says you have been saved, that's justification. You are being saved, that's sanctification. You will be saved, that's glorification. If you don't understand that, you're like going, huh, I I didn't get it. Very important to understand that process. Confession is step one. It's confession with repentance is really what it is. And when you do something wrong, and I do plenty of things wrong, and you do plenty of things wrong, just confess it. Say, yep, I'm doing that wrong. And whatever change the Lord needs you to bring about, just do it. Because to not do it puts you at odds with God. And that never works, okay? That just, it just doesn't work. So this whole text, so we're done with the book of Ezra, by the way, just to let you know. So next next week we'll be actually going into Nehemiah. The first chapter's got a lot of, a lot of genealogies. <laughs> We'll be skipping bits and pieces of that. But the point is, you need to understand, and I need to understand, we need to be separated for the Lord. You can't let the influence of the world. I, I will tell you one thing that I did that I actually I had to repent. I mean, I had to just say that was just wrong, Dave. And that is <clears throat> I had two weeks at home, right? And there's only so many shows you can watch. And so inevitably I went on a certain amount of uh, news websites. Dumbest thing I've done in a long time. Because if you go onto news websites and do nothing but listen or, or read news websites, the world has ended 15 times in 12 days. It's like so weird. And it's not just one group, because I'm a I'm an eclectic kind of guy. It's all of them. <laughs> Everybody thinks the world has ended 15 times in 13. Everybody. And it's like, you know what? If I really need the headline, I know God has it. And if... And if I'm smart enough not to get submerged into that stupid stuff, I could stay free from a lot of unnecessary anxiety and fear. 
That's a fact. That's not fiction. The news, the 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 to me, the the beast, the second beast, the false prophet, the second beast, all that, all all the bad that's speaking is coming out of those zones. We'll we'll get into the eschatology of that one day. The bottom line is keep your minds and hearts in the kingdom of God. Set your mind and heart on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Most of the things on the earth are a lie, so you got to be careful with that. Okay, trivia question. Uh, what type of stew did Esau sell his birthright for? That would be lentil. You could have gone with beans. You could have gone with red stew. Anything along those lines would have been fine. Nobody would have been mad. You get the idea. Uh, just not Dinty Moore because Dinty Moore didn't have stew back then. Okay. He had franks and beans, but he didn't have stew. Okay. Ah, ta-da. Oh, that wasn't very good. Hey, I got through my first show. <laughs> you can't complain about that. All right, folks, we'll just be keep, we'll keep doing the best we can. I'll keep praying for you, and you keep praying for me. I love you guys. I've not stopped praying for you, not one day, nor will I. I hope the same from you. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. T- short break, 22 and a half hours. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.